Hey, it's BT with another episode of Tales from a Gemini. Thank you guys for joining. This never gets old. Feline Fox, El Paso Zone. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thanks for the music, Malika. I appreciate that. All right, we're going to get it going on. Um, but today's guest, I'm so excited, is uh, Brie Ann Poland. This girl rocks, man. Honestly, she lives She lives a life in, in a way. I mean, I love my life. She lives maybe even, a, I know it's an even better life because she rides motorcycles all the time. So I can't wait for her to click on. And I'm almost going to quit the preamble. You know what I mean? I used to be able to five-minute preamble. But I, I think I'm going to quit and just go straight into it. That's what I want to do. You know what I mean? I mean, you know what I mean, Wyatt? I mean, I don't know why. I'm talking about producer Wyatt. Hey, did you... Uh, I like the preamble. You like, why do you like the preamble? Because it's just, it's just BT talking. It's not, it's not about the <laughs> I kind of like the preamble, too. Oh, hey, that's Malik. Oh, look, Malik came in. I like <laughs> when I talk to you guys. I, mean, I give these guys shit, but I love these guys. I'm going to give them guys shit because I know we... Honestly, I think this is a great show, and, and it's because everybody does their part and does it well. And I, I love why I love Malik. And, and we get together, and I can... And honestly, I can bust their balls because they don't know who Pearl Jam is, and they're young. But they're also ambitious, and they're fun. That's why I like hanging out with them. So hopefully we get our... Get Guess uh, Brienne uh, Poland on. Hopefully, is she clicking on? Do you know? Yeah. Well, she has not clicked on yet. No. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna say click on now, girl. Yeah, she she rocks. And I, I wonder if I can talk to you about how how I liked her at one point. Um, <laughs> and she said I could talk to you about anything. I said okay. You know what I mean? So, but she's engaged now. And, you know, I don't think dudes like that shit. Yeah, it gets a little dicey. Uh, well, we'll see. <laughs> dicey like Vegas, <laughs> like a roulette wheel. I mean, honestly, it's like you know. But if she's getting engaged, and we and we didn't engage in anything, we didn't even you know, we weren't even holding hands, no kissing, no whatever. So it wasn't like anything happened. I just caught myself being sweet on her. You know, the old days being sweet on somebody. You ever heard somebody say that? He's kind of sweet on her. You guys, you never heard that? What yeah, the, way back in like way in an old movie or something. You know what, man? You go fuck yourself, uh, Malik. Seriously, I, I, back in the olden days. You know what? You when were you born? Like in 1990? 99, yeah. 99? Why I was born in like 2003. Oh my God. I feel, oh, this is horrible. All right, come on, Brie. Let's click on. Is she clicking on yet? Okay, she just clicked on. Oh, here we go. All right, here we go. Youngsters, young whippersnappers. Seriously, these guys. I, honestly, I love you guys. Bree! Bree, can you see me? I can be. What's up, girl? How you doing, baby? Chilling in cold Wisconsin. Let me tell you something. Before we even get started, let me tell you something. These guys, my producer and my engineer, all right, they're both uh, the two ends of the spectrum. One's 19, one's 21. Both of them don't know who Pearl Jam is. What is the state of, of the youngsters in this society going to today? They don't know who Pearl Jam is. Yeah, but then, you know, I was at a I was at a birthday party the other night and I had people singing like aha and knowing what a guitar was. So, you know, I think it depends on how you're exposed, BT. No. Pearl Jam, Brie. Pearl, you know, when I was a kid, before before Google and and before like like really 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 good cable, you know, I knew who Nat King Cole was. I knew who uh, like people I shouldn't have known were. You know why? Because I I I I I suck, su- I seeked it. I seeked it out. I you know what I'm trying to say. I found out about it, and I knew who uh, groups I didn't know about were. These guys have all the technology in the world. They don't know who Pearl Jam is, Brie. Come on. Well, that's maybe your job to educate them. You know, I didn't listen to Nirvana um, for the first time until about four years ago. Are you serious? Till four serious. years ago. Till four years yeah, ago. Yeah, but 
But then if you asked my like taste in music, you would be quite shocked at what I actually um, listen to. No, because you know what? We, you know what? It's, I think one thing we, we match up very well. We're both eclectic in everything we very. do. I mean, very yeah. eclectic in everything we do. Because now listen, I, I told these guys this. And if you don't want to go there, we don't have to. Are you still engaged? Technically, yes. <laughs> okay. I don't know if I should go there, but I told these guys, I said, here's what happened. I remember seeing you on Instagram because I was friends with, I, I didn't know who I was friends with, but, you know, it's back in the MotoGP days, whatever. And, Tony, and, Tony Watt, Anthony Watt. Okay, it was somebody, nobody was, no, it was, a, it was an, an Asian girl. And every time I would see you in the picture, I go, hey, I said, and I, I was being all gentleman like, I said, hey, ask that girl if it's okay if I follow her and if I contact her. And, and then, remember that? And she said, yes, you could. I said, okay. So I called myself liking you, blah, blah, blah. And you came down here, MotoGP. And the funny thing about it was, like, you know, we, we hung out, you know, and everything was nice. We hung out. And I just remember, like, like uh, it was the last night. It was the after party. You know, we're all ready for the after party. So my friend oh, Amber, yeah. my friend Amber, who nothing ever happened with, like well, for some reason I don't know why, but I started dancing real close up on her, just you know, joking and kind of like you know, kind of grind up on her. But it was a joke. And she looked and saw you and said, "Well, I think your friend just saw me." And she goes, "I think it's over now." I go, "God damn it!" And then after that, <laughs> nothing ever even looked close to even happening. But then again, you know, like uh, we kept in touch, and you invited me up to Milwaukee, and I went to your place and. It was great. Went to your house because we were going to ride the Himalaya for Royal Enfield. And you said, come out to yeah. my place. And I said, OK. And we were hanging out. And I even slept in your son's bed. I feel like a little kid. He go, sleep in my son's yep, yep. <laughs> in my son's bed and I gotta go son's to work. bedroom equals guest room yeah <laughs> I felt yeah. like a, I felt like a kid and, and you were like I, I gotta go to work and then you get up when you need whatever and we'll hook up I said okay and then after that I think a friendship was bonded you know because you live you live the life honestly you live the life that it's even better than what you think Instagram uh, your Instagram life is Am I, am I correct? I only in that share sense? like little tidbits on Instagram, obviously. Like but, if I shared everything that was so epic in my life, I feel like I would annoy people. And like, I know a lot of people, especially like during the pandemic, like are going through rough times. And if you just constantly throw like all the happiness in their face, you know, like sometimes it's dejecting. Like I've, I've gotten some like hate comments. Are you, you serious? Know, from, you know, yeah. Yeah. I, I actually, like I would say the last year I've gotten a lot of like, really interesting feedback from people and it kind of sucks like like what like 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 no like what and and why honestly like well why? you know one yeah. i love collecting motorcycles i think you know that too i have oh. a very extravagant sneaker collection that you know like i work hard and sometimes i like to treat myself but you know Duh. some people have hit me up in the dm saying that i'm flaunting um you know my privilege in front of people and it, it's it's this last year has been really interesting. Honestly, I mean, do you respond back like like classy or do you kind of like give them a little, throw a little shade like, well, nobody told you to follow me? I, I, I do it. I would call it like classy shade. <laughs> like, give me an example. Okay, okay. Let's, let's let's say I'm the one going. Hey, why are you flaunting everything? You know we suffering out here, and you flaunting. You got you just got a new motorcycle. I lost my job. What is what is it with these new shoes you got? It's kind of bullshit. Everybody's you know and send. And what would you say back to me? 
So, you know, I guess it depends on like how they worded it and who that person is. Like if it's someone I don't know, I, you know, I said, you know, I always appreciate the feedback. You know, I don't, you know, ever want to be tone deaf or, you know, not be aware of everyone's situations. But, you know, I'm thankful to have like the opportunities in the job, you know, and I do in my life. And the reason I have Instagram is to share like my happiness with people, whether it's buying a pair of sneakers or whether it's getting a new motorcycle. You know, if you don't want to follow me, you don't have to like no yes. love lost. Like I'm not. I'm not trying to be an Instagram celebrity. I don't think I ever will. I rub too many people the wrong way. Um, but yeah. like, if you don't like what I post, then don't follow me kind of thing. And I actually recently made it private because I had so many. No, like, you know, no, no. The, the, don't yeah. come down to their level because honestly that's why I'm, and I, I don't mean this because I'm trying to come back and hit on you again it's because it's the truth we both we both have that kind of positive kind of life where like I love every time you remember that you start uh, that uh, that trail bike or dirt bike course or whatever and you post it yeah. remember and I said I'm so envious but I mean in a good way because I love yeah. seeing you do it because I mean when, and you started uh, a flat tracking with the Royal Empty and we'll get into all that but it's like you live that life I go oh my god you're riding motorcycles for a I, you know, I always say I'm envious, but I, I, I want you, I, I want that life you have, and I'm happy for you. So people can't, if people like hit you up on DMs and and, and degrade you for that, man, to hell with them. Seriously, fuck them. I mean, because it's it's their problem. Yeah, yeah. Like for the most part, you know, and I I kept my profile open for years, but recently I just feel like it was more negative than positive, and like I don't want to wake up in the morning and have a bunch of negative. Like I'd rather start my day on like a positive note and. You know, if if for now, if, if it's keeping my profile private, so, you know, like, I don't have, like, another layer of, like, negativity in my life, then so be it. Like, I have enough friends. Exactly. <laughs> once you new ones. Once you get to a certain age, like, yeah, I mean, if, if I get another one who's, who's like, you know, who's cool or whatever, great. But if not, oh, well, you know what I mean? I mean, don't, don't come yeah. down to their level. Seriously, you I'll know. I'll be 40 this year, and I'm so sick of, like, the high school drama. So, like, this is my year of, like, eliminating, like, the negative and, like, going into my 40s. I'll be 40 in August, like, <gasps> just on an epic new positivity note. You're going to be 40? In August, yeah. I swear, you honestly, to me, you seem maybe, maybe thirty-four, maybe like thirty. You. No, and I mean, I mean, from the bottom of my heart, it's you know, it's like, like I said, and I'm not just kissing ass. It's because the way you let man. Every time I see your pictures with you and Melissa Paris, or you and just and the and the dirt bikes and everything you do, man, it's so much fun. I can see the fun you're having, and it's not fabricated. It's not fake. No. It's just so real, and that's why I couldn't wait to. Because you were on my list. Don't get me wrong, you're on my list, but it was like, okay, I gotta get this person now. This person now, I'm like I gotta get Bree. I gotta get Bree. And then before I went on uh, break to see my parents, I go. I and when I got you, I go. Yes. I mean, this is this is my <laughs> no, I mean, it's my dream interview because, you know, everybody I interview, it, they just happen to be in the, in the motorcycle field. But it's somebody that inspires me. And I love women who work in a quote unquote male dominated field and who excel in that field. And here's what you do that I think is great that I wish more women just in life would do is you try to bring women up. You uplift women, all of them. And you want women to, to thrive together. And I love that with your yeah. build, build, train, race program, is it? Yep. What's the name of it? So we can uh, get people to look. Uh, what is it called? It's it's Build Train Race. You can check it on both of the programs out at buildtrainrace.com. So it's it's a it, we'll have a link on our Royal Enfield website soon because we revamped the site. It actually looks really good now. Um, I actually had a female agency, all female agency, rebuild all the website for us for the Build Train Race. But it's buildtrainrace.com. There's a section for flat track, and then there's a section for road racing. 
Like, the women that we chose for both programs are so freaking cool. So freaking cool. Like, they come from so many different aspects in life. And, you know, one chick is a chopper girl, and she really just wanted to push herself into a new, you know, form of riding motorcycles. You know, one used to race Supercross and has never road raced before. Who, which, one, like, which one was that? Which one was that? Some, Who was that that raced Supercross? Um, CJ Lewis. Oh, okay. She, okay. Uh, you can follow her. Uh, she's the running trucker on Instagram. That chick is going for her PhD. Like, and then she's throwing road racing into the mix. Like, super inspiring females that we have part of this program. Seriously. I Like, the flat track from last year, the flat track this year, the road racing. Like, it's just, I love, like, bugging these ladies and sending them text messages and just, like, hearing about, like, all the crap that they got going on and, like, adding to learn how to freaking build a race bike to training on it. Like this year is going to be, they're going to be so busy on top of like everything else they have in their life. But every single lady is giving it like 180%. Like sometimes I can't even answer the amount of emails and questions I get from them, you know, and thankfully I have Melissa and then Johnny Lewis on the flat track side helping me or I'd be like completely lost. Now, what, what, then what made you honest? What made you like want to include women and uplift them instead of being like, you know, no offense, but how some women are like, you know, well, you know, I don't give a damn about her. I'm going to uh, do my thing and blah, blah, blah. But you're like, hey, I'm here. You guys want to come with me? Yeah, put the work in or let's help, you know, other women in this field. What made you what made you go, go that way? A, a couple of things is like, you know, my company is based out of India and women are just now being uplifted to ride and be independent, you know, when it comes to motorcycling. And I was one of the first females in the in, entire company um, to be in a managerial role, you know, like have a department underneath me. And I think they've seen what we've done with like the little bit, you know, that we've had over the last six years that we've been in the U.S. Mm -hmm. And um, I have an amazing partner um, in the U.K. tech center named Adrian Sellers that we just go back and idea on like ideas. And he had done a a program in Europe um, called the Petrolite Wrench Off. And I said, okay, I want to take from that, but I want to make it into programs. I want to make it a serious thing. I want to continuously bring new women to the program. I want to not just let them loose on their own, but I want to provide mentors. I want to provide them a platform for their racing. You know, I want to provide, you know, I want Royal Enfield to provide the tools and everything necessary. So we're not just saying like, here's a bike, figure it out on your own. Um, I, women is one of the fastest, you know, groups or segments in motorsports. But it's more about street riding than it is about, you know, the racing aspect. So I said, okay, well, you know, now that we have more women like wanting to ride motorcycles, how can we step it up a notch? Right. Um, so the first, you know, and the e- one of the easiest platforms to get into from like, you know, a price and accessibility standpoint is flat track racing. It does not cost a lot at the end of the day to race flat track. So for me, that was like, that's where we're going to start. Plus, we had just launched our professional flat track team with Johnny. So I said, you know, we've already got some kind of base set up. Johnny and I have been bugging each other for, you know, 12 or 13 years. And I knew he would be a fantastic coach for the women. Um, and we took so many lessons and learned so many things in the first year of the program last year. And one day I called Mel and I'm like, hey, do you want to quit the flat track program and run the entire road racing program for me? And do you want to do this? this? And she's like, hell yeah, Brie. And you know, Melissa, she's pretty much the raddest chick in the entire world and you know her and i started off as enemies like we wanted to like strangle each other why is that why 
I don't, because I think at the time we didn't know how to embrace women. Like we were both tomboys. We were both in the motorsports industry. I think we were caddy, you know, and then one night at Seepkins at Road Atlanta, like 10, 12, 13 years ago, she was walking into a party that I was at. Pretty much we stopped each other at the door and they're like, dude, why are we beefing? We're both pretty fucking rad chicks. So like, why are, why are we beefing with each other? And like, since then we've just uplifted each other and... I, I, I want more women to, you know, stop being like judgy or getting mad at someone else's experience. And Lisa and I have constantly built on that over the years. So she was a perfect fit for the road racing program. She's had multiple meetings, her and then Ann Roberts, um, she, professional road racer, but yes. now works for Road Racing World. Right. You know, like going through like all the video submissions and applications and like all the different criteria each one of us were looking at. And we weren't like... You know, it was an open platform. Like the three of us are completely different women, you know, in regards to personality, where we're at in life and everything. But it was just a really fun. It was a long, strenuous process of choosing like the final seven contestants for road racing. But we wanted women that were so different from each other. Yeah. Um, you know, and I did get some negative feedback. Um, <sighs> you know, one person asked, well, more than one asked why we didn't have any women of color. And Quite honestly, because no one applied. That is, I mean, honestly, I can see that. And I, I now I wonder if they did that just just to say that, or did they really look into it? Because, but uh, did you like actively seek any though? Did you actively seek any? I mean, we we have, and we actually are for flat track. So there's a couple women that you know, whatever. We try to. What Royal Enfield has always been is a very inclusive company. Obviously, we're Indian known with the British heritage. Right. You know, we've got a woman running marketing and communication. So we as a brand are extremely inclusive of anybody and everybody. Mm -hmm. um, so we, we always try to make sure that, you know, I don't care about your economic background. I don't care about how much money you make. I don't care about your skin color. I don't care about anything. I just want you to ride motorcycles. Yes. You know, so, you know, and one of the things is, is our motorcycles are accessible. They are obtainable. They've got a great price point. So and they're you could affordable. Live, you know, and they're, they're uh, extremely affordable. You I know, love that. anyone can get into motorcycling with the Royal Enfield. Um, you know, we have we have tried different ways of reaching out to people of, you know, different ethnicities or whatever. And hopefully, like, over the years, we do have more and more people, you know, not just, like, the Melissa's and the Breeze buying <laughs> motorcycles and wanting to be a part of the brand. Yeah. Um, well, well, I can see how you and Melissa didn't get along. Because, honestly, it's kind of like the white guy who's got, like, uh, uh, when he's, like, that has a black friend at work and a black friend, like maybe a, a neighbor or the one that sells them weed and they meet each other for the first time. And it's like, it's that weird kind of, there can only be one. And so it's like weird. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so I can see that happening. Honestly, I know, but you know, what's weird. Melissa Paris hates me for some reason. I mean, she, no. she yes, no, she's never said hi to me. I, I've seen you and her at GP, her and Lucy, whatever yeah. I go. Hey. And she just gives me that. Like, I wish you were dead. Look, I mean, I know that no, look, I've that been to plenty of last calls. I know that look. And I was like, yeah, does not hate you. Yes, um, she does. Yes, she's she does. actually like a really shy, reserved person unless you get to know her. So again, I thought she hated me because she was the same way. And it's not like you just have to break that like first level with her. And then it's just like homie for life. Well, and, you know, Johnny. So when she funny story, when she joined the flat track program, she sent me a text one day after the first training. She's like, She's probably going to kill me for saying this, but she's like, dude, I think Johnny hates me. And then Johnny later that day sent me a text. He's like, yo, I think Melissa hates me. I'm like, you're all ridiculous. 
So I called them both out. Yeah. And I was like, you guys just you guys just need to get past like the first stage of awkwardness. And now they absolutely adore each other. And they message each other all the time. I'm not involved. She actually goes to him for like flat track advice, whereas before she was a little apprehensive and she didn't know how to handle the situation. Right. Plus, you know, Melissa's a professional road racer. She's been kicking ass for 15 years. Yes. And Johnny's a professional flat track and supermoto guy. So they both assumed that each other had an ego that wasn't approachable. But once they figured it out and once I called them both out, now they're like, I don't even need to be involved anymore. There's You're no, like you know, there's no like judge Bree trying to control the situation <laughs> you were like the mediator is you know you, you really yeah, were i was but i don't have to be anymore you, you know like the and female I think melissa go ahead go ahead no you're like the female barack no, I was just obama say, you like, gotta melissa make... and i are both almost 40 <laughs> and we want to get over like the cattiness of situations and the high school drama so if we have to call each other out or if we have to call other people out and like mend the situations that's like the best route for us well you tell her i think she hates me for no reason because i i've always followed her on instagram or whatever no and and i'm a big and i mean it from the bottom of my heart is that i've always been like in in her corner when she went to a the endurance race in uh in france the baldor the baldor is it and, uh, and, yeah, I go yeah. with her when she goes. Yeah. Yes, and I honestly I support her all the way because I think this chick is kicking ass. I want her to win, and what she's doing in Moto America, I really support. Her. I just go, yeah, but she hates me, and I, I I think she I just I just I just know that look. I know that hate look. Trust me, I've been on the receiving end of that hate look a lot. So, uh, usually after breakups, but I, I've been on that hate look a lot. So I think she hates <laughs> me for some reason. So you be a mediator. No. You know what? I'm gonna mediate this. And okay. we're going to come to a good resolution. <laughs> that, oh, you know what I want to do? I want mediate that, and I want all three of us to go riding in the dirt. What? All three of us. Okay, so do you want to go, like, motocross riding? Do you want to go flat track riding? Do you want to go trailer riding? Do you want to go mountain bike riding? Like, when you say dirt, like... I want to get dirty. I'm personally, like, the biggest fan of trail riding right now. Yes! got to... Yes. A little Yamaha, and I'm obsessed with, like, riding that in the trails. Oh, my God. I, I see that. I go, I, I want to ride with you again because of all the guests I've had on this show, I think you're the only one I actually rode with. I've had a lot of guests on this show. You're the only one I actually rode with. And honestly, that day in August, it was hot, and I, and I rode my multi yeah. up there, and I just remembered, man, yes, I— did. I loved it. I mean, honestly, that was the greatest little trip. Like, like I said, came up the night before, and, and I just remember, like, I was so excited to ride with you, man. And the night before, and we talked, and I was like, yeah. And the next day, we just rode, I rode the Himalaya, and I just, meant, I just, and I was just like in my helmet going, this is the coolest shit ever. I just remember you always looking back, like, is he, is he still back there? Is he still back there? Because I was following you. I just remember doing that, man. That was so much fun. And you know what you really are? You're a brawly girl turned, turned, turned good, basically. You, you rose up to the rank. You were a brawly girl. That's the funny yeah. part about it to me. Like, yeah. <laughs> explain that. For, I know you were young, like, what, 16, 17, maybe? Yeah, around that. So, like, you know, I modeled my whole life and I got an opportunity to oh, be shit. part of like, you know, a couple teams or whatever. Um, and it was to me like that was never what I wanted to do, but it was fantastic <laughs> money and it did, did expose me to road racing. Like I've always known about like, you know, motocross and supercross and like trail riding because that my background's always been dirt. So when I was exposed to road racing, I just became obsessed and like I was in school and you know, and, and then when, you know, I was done with school, I had begged, like, the team owner, like, hey, give me more responsibilities. Like, I don't mind wearing a spandu spandex because I'm, like, totally fine with my body. But, like, I want to do marketing. I want to do the hospitality. And they just kept giving me more roles and responsibilities. And then, 
you know, eventually at some point I, I owned my own team and I was also like sponsoring riders and helping them find, find, you know, like sponsors or gigs or, you know, Jake Zimke at the time didn't have like a resource to get to the races. So his, his team contracted us to like bring his race bikes and pit under our canopy. Kyle Wyman was down and out at some point and he needed help. Cameron Bobier came back. Um, he had been racing with a, a privateer Yamaha squad and really didn't have the greatest experience. And one day at Road America, his dad and I sat out in the open pit and I was like, dude, how can I help you? You've got so much talent. And his dad really didn't know me at the time. and was really apprehensive. And I was like, listen, if we need to get you another bike, if we need to supply you a mechanic, I'll cover your tire fee, you know, mm-hmm. race fees, tire entries. You can be like part of this team. I just want to know that you're committed. And it was such an amazing experience. And I always like joke to Cameron and like, I don't believe it. But like, I always say like, hey, if I hadn't given you that ride, you wouldn't have gotten like all these championships. I don't believe it. Cameron would have landed somewhere and had like many things. I just like to rib at him. And I, he is like one of the most down to earth, sweetest human beings. And his family have become like my best friends. Like I talk to Tanya through messenger, like all the time. And, you know, if I ever do, you know, have any, you know, big momentous moments in my life where people get to be invited, like the Bobier family would definitely be on top of the guest list. And like, it was such a rad experience, like working with like all these people and, just like seeing them go up and like go from where like they started from or where when I worked with them and like yeah. what they've been able to achieve since then. Um, I feel like, I don't know, I'm like a small part of their success. Well, how did you get that? Re- how did you earn their respect? How did you get their respect? No offense. I mean, from their side looking in, I mean, you know, a lot of, a lot of things are old school, you know, where they say uh, she's just a pretty face or hanging around, the, you know, the motorcycles. How did you earn those guys respect? Like cause a lot of that's old school thinking. Like, what's this woman know? She's just a hot chick who, you know, hangs around motorcycle riders. How did you get them to go? Oh, shit. She knows her shit. I don't know. I think like just my proven record and you know you see like me go through the ranks and you see like the successes you know from a hospitality and marketing standpoint Mm -hmm. you know every team I always worked with was out there we were one of the only teams like doing off you know racetrack promotions sitting at gas stations and grocery stores you know we you know we were one on the forefront of like social media and really taking that over you know making things accessible to fans you know I, I I I it took a long time for a lot of people on di- different levels to respect me. But the, for me, one of the, like the highlights of like my career in the motorcycle industry, and it's now spending on 20 years, is the seal of approval from John Ulrich at Road Racing World. Whoa. So, nice. It, that was massive for me. And it started with, because, you know, he met me as an umbrella girl, and I was dating one of his riders, oh, um, Robertino re- Pietri. Oh, look at you. <laughs> Um, and he just thought I was a girl that, you know, just wanted to chase the racers and that wasn't <laughs> the case. And, um, I, I think it took a long time for me to prove to him that like, I'm serious about the motorcycle industry. I'm serious about like whatever I'm committed to in terms of like, you know, whether it was running a race team, whether it was, you know, helping sponsor and partner relationships, whether it's what I do now with Royal Enfield. Um, and some of the nicest emails I've ever gotten in my professional career in motorcycle industry have been from John Ulrich. He did a complete 180. And when he sends me an email or when he calls me to tell me like, great job or pre, I got more information from you than I did anything like, man, that's like the highlight of like my year, honestly, like 
nothing has really beat that than getting that affirmation from John Ulrich. And Man, people awesome. might be like, what? But I know how he felt about me 20 years ago. Yeah. And to now, like when he says like those nice things to me, it's just yeah. like, it means more to me than anything in the world. But I think it's about establishing relationships, like proving people wrong, you know? And I think you said something at the beginning is like, this is a male dominated industry. If you look at all the OEMs that are represented in the US, you can count on one hand how many women yes. um, work in substantial roles or, you know, like legitimate roles in the OEM, you know, space. Right. And for me being able to be one of those of the handful of, you know, five or six that are out there is absolutely amazing. I never want to do anything to mess it up. I love that this brand has like believed in me. I love that like Melissa Paris is willing to take on this crazy rotary program that I come up with and like well, all the sponsors that we have, like it, when I see a new sponsor, new partner come on board for like one of our, our programs and we have a ton of programs outside right. of even just build train race. And I'm just like, why do you guys, why? And they're like, we love what you're doing. I think Royal Enfield's, you know, the underdog and we want to be a part of like bringing it up and like exposing it to more people in the United States. And like, I, it makes me happy. Do you think it's because, and it's like it's almost like when when somebody like in African American, like somebody black, is put in a position where like you know they've never been before. It's like man, like kind of like Barack Obama, like man, I can't fuck this up because I'm gonna ruin it for everybody else. So I gotta be on point. You know what I mean? Because everybody's looking at me. Yeah. Is that the way you feel in that way? Because honestly, and and just be truthful, being a hot woman in that kind of dominated field with all these guys coming at you, you have to be like, all right, listen, I'm being professional, and you got to keep the professionalism. To respect them, but there's got to be like a, okay, you know, you see what I'm saying? Like, I'm sure, I'm sure guys that come at you left and right within the industry, like, hey, she's pretty, I'm going to hit on her. But you got to earn their respect by going, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not here about the, I'm all about my business. Actually, so, and this is going to be like upfront. I think I've gotten a lot, I think because of where I came from, like, once I got this position outside, like, outside people that know me and know my history, it was really easy. I think like the most shocking thing is some of, you know, and it could be male or female, some of the people that just think that like, if I don't give them a response, maybe that, that they wanted, they, you know, try to go above my head for some reason, or they, or if they don't even, if they think that there's a possibility just to like, override something that I've made a decision on. And this is outside, so not in the company, okay. but in the company, I absolutely have the most, you know, support possible. But, you know, I got an email this last Sunday that kind of really bummed me out. Um, this person had my information and in, instead chose to not reach out to me and reach out to somebody else. And it, it like it has bummed me out for like the past three days. And I'm wondering, like, why would this person do that? Um, but I think that's like an, an, like any job or any role. Um, my company, again, historically for the last, you know, since this, you know, 70s has been an Indian run company. And there's, you know, obviously learning curves. Right, um, of course. Working, you know, and there's also like meetings for me at like 1.30 in the morning, they call me the vampire. Cause they're like, how do <laughs> yes. you attend yes. meetings from like one to 5 a.m. in India and then do a whole work day? And I'm just like, cause I, I love this job. I love it. Now, do I wake up every morning with like a, like anxiety or fear <laughs> that like I accidentally did something wrong the other, the next day? Yes, but I also think that keeps me on my P's and Q's. That, yes. Like, I'm not going to take this job for granted. I'm not going to take this company for granted. I'm not going to take any of the opportunities that are, you know, bestowed upon me for granted. Um, 
I, you know, dig it. And they let me be me, you know, right. they know, like my racing background, they know, like, I, I'm completely transparent individual. Sometimes right. people don't like that, but the hell my with them don't let it, don't let it get, you got to learn how to like be a duck man let the water go off your back seriously don't let it get to you i mean i know they try to they're trying to carry you they're trying to carry you nine times out of ten i do but then you get that one that you're just like yeah man i can't figure out why it went that way that that's just a damn shame you know and like don't worry don't i called melissa it. right away when i got the email i'm like man i can't even believe this just happened and she's like girl i can't either and like i'm like this person has your contact info it, it was just it just sucked because you know i work really hard and i don't know sometimes uh, get, it, it's get, an eight. Well, like i always say sometimes it bees like that girl sometimes it bees like that and honestly that's what yeah. you got to do and, you know but yeah. you know you don't want to get to it and i'm not gonna put your business out there like that but you know but you brought it up the first time you went out with a racer and i know you've gone out with some racers in the past no names no names but what's no it like <laughs> no no i wouldn't do you like that but what what is that characteristic that all racers have that you're going out with or, or or is it or do they all have what one characteristic I know everybody's different, but you know, you've dated racers have, before. I don't have a type, but I think that like you have to have some serious cojones to race motorcycles. Of course. And, Is that what and you I like? think that <laughs> I think that like, <laughs> I, mean, I like I mean, people that always push themselves to the next level. Yeah. Um, and I just happen to be, you know, during a period, fifteen year period of my life, more around people in the road racing industry and you just you know, you're around people and you're around whatever, but I think it's just like always constantly put i love people that you know challenge themselves and i right. think you know a road racer has that like they're constantly trying to be a better rider and be a better you know athlete and you know like obviously in my life things have taken a shift now um right. but i think i appreciate their, their the constant challenge and it's never good enough and like i would say like some of the relationships with people i've had in the motorsports industry they all had that. They're always like, girl, you got to get out there and do better at this. Or like, let me help you with this. Or, you know, and I, I definitely appreciate a good challenge. And I think that in a partner, that's what someone wants is like, you know, always challenging yourself to make, you know, yourself better, be better. So basically, so if, if we go to the, the racetrack next time and I put my leathers on and go out there and just kill it, like maybe do a great track time, you'd be like, hey, uh, BT, listen, maybe we should try this again. You know, you think so? Maybe. Like if I really put it in, I got. I, I don't know if I would say that. So like on a road racing track, like you would school me, but I'd no, be like, hey, no, 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 next no. time out, let's try to like focus on this next skill. Let's refine <laughs> something. Like for me, I do that too. Like I take mental notes. I'm like, hey, yeah. girl, on that trail, like you went really slow around that rut. Like why did you do that? Like why did you hit that? You know, you know, patch of dirt the way you did. Why did you avoid that rock? Like I'm constantly like critiquing myself, and I always want to be. Like, as silly as it sounds, the best version of myself. And sometimes you need the people around you to push you. But that wasn't a yes or no. So what I'm trying to say is, oh, if I got my, my, my leathers on and I got on and you saw me on a, on a road track, you're like, oh, man, B, damn, BT's kind of got it. And all of a sudden we went trail riding. You go, damn, he's like Mr. Dakar. And then like we did flat track, you go, damn, he's like a, a black James Rispoli. And then like we did um, ice fish, ice racing. I, I, you were like, damn, he's like a he's like a, a Aki, uh, you know, from, uh, from Finland who, who works for KTM. So like, we did all these disciplines yeah. that I was doing. You'd be like, you know what? What the hell? I mean, so it, so basically you didn't say yes or no. So I got a shot then if i did all that and then and improved at every at every discipline you got a shot at what 
<laughs> going out and going out. That's going out. If I did that, if I if I did all those disciplines, I, said, I got. I am. I I currently have a significant other. I know. Yeah, I'm just, just joking. No wedding, I'm just, I'm just, joking. just no I just wedding just, plans or even I any just, conversations <laughs> on that. So that's why I say I'm technically engaged. Don't get me started on that because that makes me angry. I, I can tell. I can tell. But hey, but just so you know, though, just, if, if things didn't work out, hey, you know, four hours down the road, baby, I got that bike. I got them leathers. I got four or five different helmets and I'm ready to do that. <laughs> OK, listen, you've raced before. You've been it's also a- like an academic and an intellectual thing. Like I've dated people that aren't in the motors. Well, they ride, but like. Their focus is on like literature, and that's intriguing to me too. Someone I can read. Just, I, don't I can read. Yeah, I've, I've got two You're degrees. Upside down while spinning on your head and doing yes. splits. I, I can do that. I'm a Gemini. I, that's why. That's why it's called Tales from a Gemini. I'm a Gemini. I have two degrees, an associate and a bachelor's. That means I can get the night shift manager at Kmart. I can do that. Not Walmart, but Kmart. I got skills, girl. Okay. I can. I mean, seriously. So I we can do. I thought Kmart closed down. And that's not the point. The point is, <laughs> that's not the point i i can read i got literature so we'll go there we'll go there some other time but i know listen i know in all your travels and and honestly i, I followed your travels what's the one place that sticks out what's the one ride that sticks out in your mind and i ask you this because i love i'm gonna love your perspective i know you've gone to italy and i've ridden in italy and you've gone to india and i hear that's crazy so what's the and it, it didn't have to be those places but what's the one ride that sticks out in your mind either because it was great because it was bad or whatever what's the one ride that just gets you like ah that ride if I had to choose one, mm-hmm. um, I would say it was last January. Mm-hmm. I was in Brazil with a bunch of coworkers. Um, I, I went there, you know, a week before we were set to launch the 650 Twins in Brazil. Mm-hmm. So I had our head of product strategy, Mark Wells, with me, and he's an insanely crazy street rider. Um, and then I had a bunch of our team, and we rode from a different state to a different state and obviously the states in brazil are much are massive yeah um so we ran for, we rode from sao paulo to curitiba and on the way back we went through some of the most epic mountain roads but it was also like from the scenery the landscape absolutely bloody brilliant um but two like being behind a group of street riders that really understood the geometry of the motorcycle how the motorcycle moves where they could push it. It was like a freaking ballet. And like, I was so mesmerized, but through watching them, I started adjusting, like without even knowing like my body position. And like when I was on the throttle, when I was off the throttle and I, and I feel like that whole experience, like we were sopping wet, like we had a ride in the rain and it was like super crazy and like slippery. None of us crashed, but we would stop at these beautiful mountain towns and villages. And it was just like the overall experience, like from like pushing myself as a rider, learning new techniques, riding with some of the most amazing riders. And, you know, and in, in, I would say in like the company that we have, um, you know, the places that we got to stop with along the way. Like I probably smiled for like three weeks straight after that. Yes. And it's a memory that like I think I always post about on Instagram. I actually posted about it yesterday as a joke yeah. saying like. You know, on this day a year ago, Mark Wells told me I was a slow rider. And that's like the constant joke now is like, I'm not fast enough for Mark Wells. And I'm yeah. like, well, I'm riding on the street and I have no idea where I'm going. So I'm going to be calm. Um, 
But I think that, but then from like a crazy story, like what the hell did you get into standpoint? Yeah. It was the first time I rode to Goa, India. Um, I hear that is nuts. I hear that is nuts. It is mental, but it's, it's so like getting out of the city, like there's no traffic patterns. There's no traffic lights (laughs) about 70 kilometers outside of the city. I almost hit a cow, which would have been like the death of me because, you know, people would have killed me. Um, so I was, I was like, oh my God, I'm not even an hour into this ride and I almost killed a cow. Then I crashed going uphill. Who the hell does that? How, Who the hell do? crashes a motorcycle going uphill? What'd you do? I have no idea. I think, I think I was looking at like a beautiful, like scenic picture <laughs> or like landscape to my right. And I fell down to my left. I broke off my, fr- my left foot peg, had a ride another day and a half with only one foot peg and the like shifting was a biatch having to shift with like no foot peg then we got we got lost from one of the other riders there's only three of us total it was a guide myself and a friend of mine we got lost from her the girlfriend of mine in a really dangerous area so we were like freaking out like rushing to the border we didn't know if we would like find her again then we get back on our motorcycles we're like an hour and a half out of um goa which was our destination and a monsoon happened like legitimate real monsoon yeah like riding in an effing hurricane <laughs> like and not stopping so i'm like holy crap and then like six months later i was reviewing like all my gopro footage and there's like this black blob that comes across my face at some point in the video and it's like when we're on this crazy cliff with like waterfalls and stuff i slowed the frame and it's monkeys flying past my face <laughs> you literally had flying monkeys literally Flying monkeys. I literally had monkeys flying past my my face. Like there are so many good, bad, ridiculous things that happened on a day and a half ride that like but I wouldn't smiling? believe in unless I had been there. But were you smiling inside the helmet when Hell it was happening? Yeah, like yes. whenever I'd make it exactly safely over like some pass or like not get killed by a truck coming at me. Yes. We would stop for some like chai tea or chai and I would stop and be like holy crap, that was crazy. Let's do it again. Yes, yes. And since then, I probably rode in India like 13 or 14 times, and I'm addicted to it. I love love India. I don't think enough people, like, realize the beauty of India. And, like, the craziness is part of the beauty. Yeah. Um, But then you have places like Goa, and I suggest everyone Google it. And Google, like, Vagatar Goa. Google just, like, the coastline of Goa. Like, if I could buy a house there and live there for the rest of my life, I would. Um like northern i went to a wedding um in chandigarh which is gorgeous and we got married at like this old fort yeah and it's ridiculous and um hindu weddings are like five weeks long they're actually like a week (laughs) long and you don't sleep and it's the most beautiful crazy just there's so many different like ceremonies and traditions or whatever but like you don't sleep for a week straight you're the guest you're the in the wedding like it doesn't like and you wear these big beautiful heavy gowns and you have like all this jewelry all over your body like you literally feel like a princess even just being a guest at the wedding like and then the next day you go just go freaking ripping on motorcycles oh that's okay what's your dream ride the dream the ride the ride you really want to do that you haven't done yet and you've been everywhere. So, I mean, what's the one where you go, I, I got to do that? Is, is it the Himalayas? Is it, is it the Stelvio Pass in Italy? Is it, is it, is it the uh, maybe Russia? And, and, and before, and I'll let you think on that, but, but I've got something for you. I've got, think on that, but I got something for you. Here's what I, I think you should do. Do the female version of Long Way Round. 
you, Melissa. Oh, that might be on the list. You, Melissa, and maybe two other girls, honestly, and do the female version of that because we've seen the male version, which was great, but do that on your bikes. I mean, because it's going to get a whole different perspective. You know what I mean? With women doing it, it's going to give a whole different perspective. I, I think I think that would be awesome to do. Yeah. You know? I mean, I, I want, you, I want be, the, you should see, like, I don't want to share it, but I have a list of things that I want to do um, with the brand regarding women, and there's some really epic things. It's not just all about racing. It's it's maybe Alaska's in the mix. Maybe oh, some, yes. Yeah. Arctic, yeah. How about Arctic Circle? But my Circle. most epic ride that I want to go on is I want to ride um, in Argentina from top to bottom. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, that's like that's like my dream, right? Because I've I've rode all over South Southeast Asia. I've rode all over Europe. Um, I've rode all over the U.S. Um, but I would say like Argentina is like, man, I need to do it. I just and the country's beautiful. The food's amazing. Our dealers are, our dealers in Argentina are, just, their setup is top notch. Like it's not even like a motorcycle dealership. I can't even explain it. Best ride in it's the United gorgeous. States. Best ride in the United States, as far as you've been. Best state that I've that I've done. I would say like it's not state; it's up in the Northeast. So the, riding in Vermont and Maine. Oh, that sounds beautiful. Just getting lost on like the twisties. It's yeah. yeah. If I could ride in the Northeast all the time, I would. Okay. Okay. The best bike. Best bike. I mean, I know you love your Royal Enfield. So even though you work for it, it's great. But best bike that's not a Royal Enfield or a Ducati. Oh God! You just took away my two loves. I know. Um, that's why I said that. I did a little research. I know about that. You. I own. No, that that the that best I own bike or that I would want. Either way, it you have to own it. But the best bike that's not a Royal Enfield or a Ducati, because I have a Ducati. You have a Royal Honda Enfield. Goldwing. Oh my God! I have many Ducatis too. You know what? I don't care what anybody says. I don't care if they consider it the old man bike. That bike is the shit. And Honda was smart because they chopped it up and made it look cool. You know, because it, it, was, it was the old man bike. Oh, I want like an 80s version in like brown. No, uh, that's no. what I want. Like, no, I, I don't, think I don't the Honda Goldwing no, is no. one of the best platforms ever. Not, not, not brown and 80. That, that, that's ugly. I want, you know, big, big ass antennas like, like you're a semi. No, I want the chopped up, blacked out, like, you know, just oh, and everything on it. And just to go across the United States on that son of a bitch. I can't wait. That's what I want. That's what I yeah. want. Yeah. So that's what, that's I what, am actively seeking a reasonably priced Goldwing because I think. Do that because you, you took away Royal Enfield, and I have Himalayan and Royal Enfield tattoos all over my body, so everyone knows how much I love Royal Enfield. I also have a couple Ducatis, and you know my love for Ducati, and obviously one of my race teams in the paddock was Ducatis. Well, duh, that's what um, I got right now. I got a Ducati now. I got a Ducati <laughs> hat on right now. That's what I rep, girl. If yeah. I ever get a tattoo, it'll be a Ducati, but I'm too dark, you can't see it. But still, if I ever got a tattoo, it'd be a Ducati. That's what I rep. That's what I rep. Um, but I think the Honda Goldwing is 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 a pretty epic motorcycle. Good for you. Man, I love that. Oh, my. I love. Yes, yes, yes. You were. You would have never have guessed I would have said that. No, I wouldn't have. No, but but that's why I said that because I didn't know what was coming. That's why I asked that question because I knew you, you know, you got to rep your brand. Duh, you have to. Okay. And I knew you started out with a Ducati. I knew that. So I knew that was coming. So I had to ask you a question that I didn't know the answer to. That's why I asked that question. You know what I mean? That's why I wanted that. I wanted to see what it was. No, I did because I mean. Ask me who my favorite singer is. No, I'm not going to ask you that. Okay, so, no. <laughs> Who's your favorite singer? Who's your, Michael Bolton? Yep. Is it really? 
Michael Bolton. Yep. See, I know that. I yep. see. I did my research on you, girl. I did my re. You know what's funny <laughs> is that, and I, I'm not even, and I'm not even cutting you short. And I almost feel bad because I go, okay, let me look a little bit up on Brie. I know her, but let me look, and I go, oh my god. And I was like, you know, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't sell you short. But man, when I looked at what you done and what you doing and what you're doing, not what you know, where you came from, what you did, what you're doing and where you're going, I was like, damn T. I was like, you should I mean, I, and I took you serious before. It wasn't like I was like, eh, whatever. But I was like even just more intrigued by you. So okay, I'm I'm gonna ask you this. You think you guys could or would you want to have a team in the in the Dakar? Because the Dakar, the Dakar is my 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 fantasy. I mean, I I lay awake. I at, know that's your jam. I know. I lay awake at night going Dakar. I mean, if I ever, if I ever have a kid, boy or girl, I'm gonna name it Dakar. My first kid's gonna be Dakar. It's gonna be DT, little DT, BT. I take that. Um, sorry. You gotta go. Uh oh, is that a bad my email? My assistant. No, oh. it's my assistant calling okay. me. She, oh. She's calling to check in. Oh damn! Must be nice having an assistant. Damn girl, must be nice. <laughs> Oh, big time. Look at you. Okay, then what, what's your dream? Uh, is there a dream race for you or that you would like to enter or maybe uh, like a dream category? Like you, you've done flat track, you know, you, you've already done flat track. You've already done and you've done uh, you've done ice racing, ice, ice, ice racing, which I think is great. And I love that you did the flat track inside that little arena. I think it was in Illinois where you got. No, it, it's here in Milwaukee. OK, OK. You did that. And I was yeah. so happy for you. So what's the next kind of discipline maybe for you or maybe even a race, maybe like just a fun race for you personally? Like a enduro, like a trail enduro race. Yes. Because I've done it on mountain bikes, but I've never done it on a bike with a motor. Yeah. So, like, I think, like, doing, like, my friends here in Milwaukee are gnarly, man. They're, like, all, like, super intense, like, riders, and they'll ride in, like, any condition. Or they'll ride their dirt bike and enduro race for, like, 10 hours. So, I think that's, like, my next thing is being, like, all right, let's do it, like, an enduro race and, you know. I say, I say me and you get a Royal Enfield and do the Dakar. Like you be my coach and you train me, you know me, I'll train, you know me, I've, I've got, I've got, the, you know, the huge cojones that you, that you said, I've got those, I got the cojones, el grande cojones del negro. All right. And so well, you, you, you train me, we'll go to the Dakar, just me and you, a two person team. And you're like, look T, you got to get it together. I go, okay, gotcha, baby. And you give me a little kiss on the helmet and I go out and I win it. What? I go out and win the Dakar. I go, who is this man that came out of nowhere and won the Dakar and then got a female crew chief? What? And we're like the talk Hell of the yeah. world. Let's do that. Let's do Let's that. Do it. Why not? Yeah. I, I want some kind of presence in Dakar. Like, I, I th it's so inspiring watching it. Just like, oh, my God. And I, I just saw that, you know, female rider, and I didn't know about her before, but, like, she killed it um, from yes, she Spain. Did. Yes, yes. <laughs> like, holy crap. Like, she didn't just finish it. Like, she's finished pretty well, and she's a tough cookie. And she's hurt. she was hurt, too. She didn't think she could finish yeah. it, and she finished. She was crying. I love that, man. And, and you know what? Yeah. And you did something I, I want to do so bad. Is I want to move to Spain. You went, went there with Melissa to help her out in Spain, right? Where would you guys live? Where would you guys live? Uh, we spent most of our time in, like, a small village called El Chiro. Um, it's about... 60, 70 kilometers north of Malaga. Um, it's in like south central Spain, but we spent a lot of time in Albacete, Madrid, Barcelona. I love Madrid. But I would say where we relaxed was in El Churro, and that place is just magical. Tell me a, a I don't quick... know if I could live in Spain, though. Why? 
It the temperatures are like the the terrain is more arid. It has a lot of desert vibes to it, unless yeah. you're in specific. You know, like if you're in the north of Spain, um, along the coast, it gets a little bit greener. Mm -hmm. But um, I could do Portugal. I would okay. live in Portugal. Okay. Um, but like my favorite place in all of Europe, and it always will be, will be London. You like London, huh? I'm a sucker for it. I'm a sucker with anything about the monarchy and learning about the crazy, nasty, dirty things that kings and queens have done and like all of their weird quirks. I think like every book behind me is about like some crazy story about like the king or queen. It's not about their like their policies. It's about like the backdoor shit. Greatest vacation I ever spent was was uh, two years ago, and I went to I flew into England. Went to Cadwell Park on Sunday. Monday went to mm -hmm. Alton Park, and then Wednesday I went to Donington Park uh, and had a track day. It went taught by Ron Haslam. I was on the back. He did a wheelie doing nice. 100 miles an hour. Me on the back. The greatest vac. And then I went to finish up at Silverstone. The greatest vacation ever in England. So yeah. you know, if you yeah. want to Ron Haslam or Leon Haslam Haslam. Uh. Ron, the, 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 the dad, the dad, the dad. Oh, the dad. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, 60 something years old, and he's, and he's still in great shape and still popping a wheelie, still has that Beatles haircut. I mean, he's still killing it, man. And now I know about Ryder Pump because I had to hold on to the, to the, uh, to the gas tank, and he was doing a wheel, and he did a stoppy like, I had to hold on, and my forearms were burning. So now I know all about that. So, see, I've been doing, I, I do a little bit too. I mean, I'm not like you, but I do a little bit I also. I like it. Hey, no, I've I've been I've been lazy. Like I haven't gone out to ice right once this year, and I see all my friends. And I just Whatever. bought that 2004 CR125 Husqvarna that I bought strictly for ice racing, and I haven't even like put on like the ice tires yet, or like got the like extended fender. Cut yourself a break, cause you work so damn hard, girl. Give me a quick fun story. Okay. Give me a quick I, fun I story from Spain. Give me a quick fun yeah. story from Spain, because uh, I know you and Melissa had to kill it. And uh, so a quick fun story. And it, it didn't have to involve Melissa, but, you know, no names, no names. Well, it, it kind of like Melissa used to be obsessed with that, like that thing called geocaching. Like, I don't know, it's some like app and that tells you like a, a set of coordinates and you have to like try to find like a hidden piece of plastic and like then take away that and like leave something else it was like i don't get it. it's like geotagging or caching or <laughs> okay i don't even know okay and she would have us stop in the most ridiculous we'd be driving on the highway and she makes me drive yeah and i'd be going like 100 miles an hour maybe and she'd be like <laughs> stop pull over i think there's a tag right here and then like you can't just turn around in spain you have to get off roundabouts you have to pay yes tolls or whatever but like it was like a freaking goose or a egg whatever duck egg hunt or it was it would drove me crazy i don't get the excitement about it um she would just con like when we were living in el churro she'd be like let's go out for a walk and then i would finally f figure out her intention it'd be for this freaking geocache thing and it was just like crazy i don't know like melissa's actually like really calm she doesn't drink she doesn't party which is great. She's a true athlete. Like she trains all the time, whether it's cycling or, you know, doing whatever weird shit she does. So, you know, like teaching her how to cook was pretty, you know, funny because she had never really cooked before. So like, but I would say like the weirdest overall experience is definitely like the stupid geocaching crap that she had me do. And like, she got my son obsessed with it at some point. And I just wanted to like choke her. I'm like, why did you bring this into my life? I don't, I know, no. Did you tell your son I slept in his bed? And it, and yeah, did I did, but it's like little pieces of plastic, like a, like a, okay. 
I don't know, like a little Belgium guy with, you know, but it'd be plastic. I'm like, yeah. why are we spending six hours <laughs> trying to find a freaking plastic toy that's probably been like taken out of like a 25 cent machine? It was, oh. Yeah. It's Brianne Paula. She is the promoter to the lead marketing communications, right, for uh, Royal Enfield in North, Central, and South America. This is the woman. You, you want a Royal yeah. Enfield? You come see my friend Brianne Poland. Follow her on Instagram at Britoshki, and I promise you, you will not be disappointed. Nothing but positivity. And if you're negative, get the hell out of here. We don't want to hear that shit. She's nothing, she's nothing yeah. but great. Yeah, she's nothing but great. And I mean it from the bottom of my heart. You inspire me, and we all. It's always a good time. Even though it, we couldn't make that love connection, it's okay. We're still buddies and friends, and I want to ride with you again. I mean it from the bottom of my heart. Give my love to Let's Melissa. Tell her, bring I us will. together. Bring her, bring us together. You bring you my Barack Obama and bring us together. You should have her on. <laughs> I, I want to. So you reach out to her first because I don't want her like not okay. responding. I know what she'll do. She don't respond. I got it. I will make this happen. Make it happen, girl. You know I what? I just made notes. <laughs> like, make it happen. Thank you so much, baby. Thank yeah. you so much for your time. I mean, I know you're busy. Thank you so much, Bree. Honestly, and for for being my friend, for letting me sleep over at your house, and for trusting me for sleeping over your house and everything. And I and tell your yeah. son, I said, I'm sorry for drooling on his pillow. So thank you so much I'm for sure that. Is forgiven us. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate it. Good luck and everything. Thank you guys for watching Tales from a thank Gemini. You. I'm BT, and like I said, around this time. Peace.